Welcome to the Mike and Micah podcast presented by Legendary Sports Network. I'm Mike here with LQ and Rob. Uh, we have a special episode today. We're going to recap Thursday night football that just happened. I think one of the best Thursday night games uh, in a long time. It's, it, it's Thursday night actually this year has been pretty good. Um, we're going to talk about the Stefan Diggs situation and where we think it, that's going to head, uh, especially with the Kirk Cousins as the quarterback now, as the quarterback for the past two years, what that has done for the Vikings team. And then we're going to talk about the top five games of the week. But first, I'll start with ULQ uh, talking about Thursday night football just ended. 30-29, to 29, uh, the Seahawks are able to hold onto a lead as Greg Zerline missed a 44-yard field goal to give the Rams the win. Uh, my question about this game is Jared Goff, even though he looked better than last week, he was still missing some throws here and there. Do you think that he was worth the extension that he got? Do I think Jared Goff is worth his extension? Absolutely. I mean, that's what they they got what they paid for. I mean, the three years that he's played, he showed you what he's capable of. We've seen the best and the worst of Jared Goff. They were comfortable paying that much money because they're comfortable with what he's got. Um, yeah, he can add a little bit more to the game, but he's basically a game manager. It's nothing spectacular or any specific traits that I can think of to separate the pack. I mean... Uh, I've seen a comparison to say that he's the controller that <laughs> Sean McAvey is playing as himself in, like, a my career kind of sense. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if that's what they want, that's what they got, bro. So, that's all right. As far as their performance from the Rams, they definitely have a following from Grace. Uh, from what we've seen in the Super Bowl, they are not that team anymore. Um, it just seems like week after week, it, it's just one play and the momentum swings, and it just can't grab that momentum back uh, today. I'm not sure if it was uh, that touchdown or if it was the fumble by Ty Gurley or what the situation was, but it just seemed like they couldn't get back into a rhythm. Rob? Uh, I mean, I agree with the same thing. With OK. I, just, I mean, one, first of all, that defense is just terrible. Like, the second day is they, I don't know what they're going to do, but they get they get burnt over the top each and every week. So... That's the match they main problem. But I mean, Jack Off, he's a geese. I mean, he's a game manager with a he got a good arm. I mean, twenty nine for forty nine, it's not it's not bad, but I mean I don't know. I Todd Gurley has to get healthy for that offense to start clicking. He's, I feel like the same way they offense had a, a cowboy system work, the same way the Rams system works in the sense. Todd Gurley's not getting the going and getting all the rushing yards, Jack Off's not gonna look as spectacular as he can. Yeah, I, I agree there. I, I think that Jared Goff is worth his extension. He hasn't looked great this season, but we can't really fault that offense. They put up almost, what, over 40 points yesterday. And like you said, Rob, that defense is, is bad. Losing the Dominican Sioux <laughs> Dom- seem to, uh, to hurt because teams can now focus in on Aaron Donald and give him double team. Yeah, We've yeah, seen some pictures. Team, yeah, some yeah. triple teams also. So they don't have anybody else in the middle to basically force that pressure. Clay Matthews is old. The secondary is getting pretty old, too. There were Marcus Peters and them boys. So, it, for them to be competitive. Hey, them, boy, them boys back there just slow, man. Yeah, for, to leave, I mean, I don't even know if that's what it is, bro. I think it just might be the schemes that they're putting them in because they have the talent. Like, Josh Johnson is definitely a great corner um, to leave and Peters. I mean, they aren't what they used to be, but they're definitely better than a lot of you know what I'm saying? D-backs out here. So. Hey, Talib, Talib up there, though, man. I don't, know how, I don't know how old he is, but he got to be. He's, he's definitely getting up there, man. for sure. In the high 30s, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I think for them to, if they ever want to be competitive uh, this season, 
the defense has to figure it out because 29 points from an offense is a good day of production. You should be able to hold a team to less than uh, four touchdowns. And yeah, James went crazy last Russell, week. Yeah. Russell Wilson was 17 for 23, 268 yards and four touchdowns. Like, you, like every fast is basically completion. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's nothing, nothing you can really ask more from Jared Goff and, uh, Sean Mc, and that Sean McVay offense. But I think the Rams will be fine. Uh, moving on from Thursday night football recap, today the biggest news, of course, was Stefan Diggs. He didn't report to practice yesterday. He did report today. Ian Rappaport came out uh, saying after his interview, he said he was uh, the trade rumors that there were truths to it, that he's not happy in this offense. He hasn't gotten a lot of touches. Kirk Cousins has been it's been very terrible. Uh, Kirk Cousins like. So I'll start with you here, Rob. Do you think that Stefan Diggs will get traded before the season is over? And do you think there's any way that they can fix it with Kirk Cousins as a QB? I actually think they're going to fix it. I just think it's just early jitters. And, you know, I mean, they got Devin uh, Cook back. So it's like the run game has been flowing. So they've been, so they've been feeding the heavy with that run game and with that defense, keeping that, keeping that defense off the field, keeping them, you know, fresh. It's kind of. It's kind of new for them because last year they didn't really have that, you know what I'm saying, especially with Latavius Murray. I mean, he's solid, but he's not he's not Dalvin Cook. So, I think they'll figure it out, man. I just think it's just early in the season, you know, and then Adam Thielen, you know, coming out with his words and the pressure. I don't think – I don't think it was needed. But then Kirk Cousins, the way he apologized in the media, I don't think that's something you do. That's something you handle in the locker room. Yeah. You know I don't think that's something that you just put out to the media and let everybody know what's going on, that you feel sorry. Like, you shouldn't feel sorry. You should be trying to fix it. LQ? You know, I, I honestly think they'll get it done. They'll be all right. Uh, I'm not sure. Do I think he's going to get traded? Nah. I mean, should he get traded? Yes. Uh, <laughs> if uh, Kirk Cousins was my quarterback, I would probably also want to get traded. Same, same. But uh, <laughs> just taking a look at their schedule, um, those first couple games they had, the game against the Falcons, um, he should have dominated, but they were pretty much focused on a run. So that's a game script there. Uh, this Packers game here, they have a pretty good uh, defensive backs there in Green Bay. That Oakland game, they kind of ran the ball a bit, but Diggs got it going a tad bit. The Bears game, he kind of broke out, but he didn't get a touchdown. Uh, Giants this weekend, uh, Eagles next weekend, and Lions after that. And then we have the Redskins. And then you have the Chiefs. So those are some pretty favorable matchups as far as D-backs and wide receivers go. So I think if this is the time to know, if he can get it together, these next couple games we will see. Um, but if the relationship doesn't work out, like uh, we were talking about in a group message earlier, they can turn this into a situation where he can force his way out of Minnesota and maybe end up in a new uniform by the end of the season. Yeah, uh, we've seen NFL players starting to turn into NBA and basically trying to dictate where they uh, where they end up and where they want to uh, where they want to play this season. I think with Stephon Diggs in this Vikings experience, I think it's over. I think it started not during the season, but in the offseason. We do remember the time when uh, Stephon Diggs' younger brother, Trayvon, uh, put up a post about him coming back to D.C. And then there were the he was tweeting out the emojis here and there. And then there was some rift during training camp, but everything seemed to be fine after week one because you were winning. But then when you're not winning and you're not getting the ball – I think it's going to turn into a big problem. I don't really think Diggs or Thielen likes <laughs> likes Kirk Cousins at all. It, going back to last year, it just didn't seem like it worked the way it did with Case Keenum of it's all because, QBs. It's because Kirk is too scared to make 
certain throws that they need. Like he's too he's, he's too scared to put that fit that ball in the hole. Yeah, man. Kirk ain't gonna air that thing out more than thirty yards. Case Keenum don't really care about much. So yeah, exactly. Case Keenum was just like, you know what? I, hey, I, worst case scenario, I go back to being a backup. Let me just go out there. And have yeah, he aired out. He ain't scared. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins has all the weight on his shoulders because he's the he's the first quarter worst quarterback with a fully guaranteed deal. Eighty four million guaranteed. Get it down. Get it down. Get it twenty nine million. Fully guaranteed next year, and the Vikings are whew, are not looking good right now. But it's going to be interesting to watch this uh, to see how this plays out. Is it going to be a Jalen Ramsey situation where he has back spasms? I I have quotation marks back spasms, or <laughs> something happens, or he comes down with the flu and uh, he doesn't play Sunday's game. I, I need him to play for fantasy purposes, but that's besides the point. Uh, let's move on to this Sunday slate. Our top five games. Uh, so we haven't talked for a while. We've been off the podcast. We've had we've had classes midterms. So the last time I talked to you, LQ, things weren't looking good. Uh, this now they did one Monday night game against obviously a bad Bengals team, but you have another opportunity to turn your season around against a Ravens team who has faltered the past two weeks, losing to the Chiefs and uh, the Browns. So Ravens Steelers in Pittsburgh. How you feeling? Talk to me. Listen, I, I told y'all the last time we talked that it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Since then, you know what I'm saying, we got a win. It's feeling good. You know what I'm saying, the Ravens took a loss. You know what I'm saying, the Browns beat the Ravens, so that helped out. So, just to put this in perspective, this weekend, if we beat those Baltimore Ravens, and Monday night, those Cleveland Browns lose to the 49ers. The Pittsburgh Steelers are the number one team in the AFC North. Talk to them. Okay. Yes, sir. So, we we, we just going to take this one week at a time. You know what I'm saying? We can control what we can control. Tell me the passing game wasn't really working the last couple weeks. But you see this week, you know what I'm saying, we started integrating some wildcat and some funky plays into our offense. Yes, Open it up a little bit for Mason Rudolph. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Samuels told the world who he is once again. So, I said this to say, this weekend, I see us maybe, you know what I'm saying, holding down the home fort and beating the Ravens with the score of 21 to 17. Okay. LQ, also, how do you feel about uh, Mason Rudolph so far as he's taking over as a starting quarterback? Uh, I love it. I love it. I don't have anything bad to say about Mason Rudolph. Uh, that criticism goes to the offensive coordinator, uh, Mr. Randy Fishner. I, I just feel like he needs to open up the offense a little bit more. Um, as you know, Mike, you are a big Mason Rudolph yep. guy back there in the Big 12 and Oklahoma State country. He opened up that offense to mostly a West Coast offense style where he kind of aired it out and you know, check down if he needed to and relied on a run game when necessary. But we aren't really doing that in Pittsburgh. So if we can kind of suit the offense more to the style of play that he likes, I think we'll be all right. All right, Rob. Overall, I mean, I'm going to give him a shot. I'm going to go, I'm going to go 27, I'm going to go 27-21. I think from watching, from watching the game and how they open up the offense and like LQ said, the Wildcat. And, you know, and the, off the play action, the dump downs, Mason Rudolph try to get him, you know, get him some, get him involved early, but at the same time, letting the offense flow by itself. I feel like once they start doing that, and then the uh, the up tempo, 
when they started running no yes. huddle as well, that really caught Cincinnati yes. up guard. I feel like if they can keep doing that same pace, they can they can they can score some points. But overall, man, that Ravens that Ravens offense can score. So that defense gonna have to do the same thing they was doing. So night. you see how last week how Nick Chubb gutted them. Mm-hmm. Not not to say that we have anything right. on the level of Nick Chubb. Hey, let's not talk about like James but... Conner's a scrub here. James hey. Conner, University of Pittsburgh legend, is he's no scrub. He's no scrub. Hey man, that's college Mike. Hey, he's no scrub, man. That's all I'm gonna say. He he's he's been a little banged up. So if he could come out there and you know what I'm saying, do his thing by all means, you know what I'm saying. I would love to see our Pitt Panther show off, but. Gotta take this one week at a time. Yeah, uh, I I actually think that the Steelers. This is what I wanted from the beginning of the season: Mason Rudolph to take over. And I said, once Mason Rudolph takes over, I I want to be right on this take. So I got to root for the Steelers. So I'm rooting for him to do do good, uh, especially against a Ravens team that has a pretty good defense. Didn't show it last week. This has to be the week for Mason Rudolph to to show off. Yeah, the running game worked last week, but you need the big plays. You need to get Juju involved. You need James Washington. That connection should be automatic. And I think if Mason Rudolph can get this is the week. You, this is if the week. If he can get a couple of big throws down the field and able to move the ball, then they'll be they'll be smooth sailing. Um, the fact that this is in Pittsburgh and there's a possibility that at the end of the week, after at the end of the week you'd be number one in the AFC North. I think the crowd is going to be crazy just because it felt like your season was over after after three weeks. Basically, Big Ben was gone. Uh, the offense wasn't looking too great. The defense was was looking okay, but with Devin Bush and T.J. Watt, oh man, anything's possible. <laughs> anything is possible. I, I I love that duo. I, I said uh, I don't know if I said on the podcast or in the group chat. I think T.J. Watt is better than J.J. Watt at this present moment. Just the way he's able to I to create havoc and J.J. Watt just getting double, triple teaming. He just every time I watch the Texans game, he's just I never hear his name. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And TJ Watt is starting to get that same treatment of getting double team, putting the tight end to a sign. And he's still able to make he's still able to make plays. Still making plays. Yeah. And I think that's a good the Steelers defense. They were missing a big hole since Ryan Shazier went down and been able to fill it with Devin Bush, giving uh, TJ Watt an opportunity to rush. But moving on from uh, the Steelers and the Ravens. There's another pretty big game. Didn't think it was going to be a big game a couple weeks ago. But the Buccaneers and the Saints. Saints, without QB Drew Brees, have been able to still produce 2-0. Um, beating the Dallas Cowboys last week. Very, very interesting game. And the the Rams almost beat the Giants. Had that game won with a 30-something yard field goal. Kicker missed it. They could be 3-1 right now. So it's a big division game. I'll start with you, Rob. Who do you think is winning this game? Saints easily. I have nothing else to say on this. Their defense is gonna lock all that up. The Rams <laughs> secondary is just the Rams secondary is just trash in my personal opinion. I don't think Timmy Bush is gonna do anything that he did last week, and they will lock that up. Okay. And the Saints are at home too, right? Yeah, I believe so. Oh yeah, that's a wrap. Yeah, that's not it's not what we're talking about. Out <laughs> you. I don't know, man. From what I've seen last week with that Buccaneers that's defense. That's what I'm saying, man. Mm-mm. I don't see it, guy. I don't. I don't know, Godwin man. Evans. Look, man, the way that that defense made Jared Goff look, and I know we just got off the topic of Jared Goff. <laughs> if they could do that, there, I'm pretty sure they can rile Mr. Teddy Bridgewater up. Um, I haven't seen Teddy Bridgewater air it out. You're not. Since he's not. Been there. Last week, he he played not to lose. That's that's literally what they had him do. 
So if that's the style of play that they'll be playing this weekend, I don't know if that'll be the best for them. Uh, I do know that the New Orleans defense isn't that good, but I, I know that Jameis can take the top off the defense. I've I've seen it all year. Um, if that'll translate to a win or not, I'm not 100% sure. But with the wave of momentum that they have and that the level that their offense is clicking and their defense is definitely one of the most underrated defenses in the league, I definitely think that the the Buccaneers could win this game. Uh, if I had to score it, give me 24-21 bucks. Yeah. And the only way I can see them winning this game is if they get out early. They got to they got to score early. That's, I mean, I think they, they can. They got they got to they got to they got to the put pain. the pressure on the Saints early. They put the pressure on the score early and then Teddy Bridgewater had to force a couple of throws, might be a turnover or two. Then they can they can come they can skip out there with a one. So it's a time where Marshawn Lattimore was a lockdown corner, and in that stretch, it seemed like Mike Evans was the only one that had the cheat code. Yeah. So yeah. if Mike Evans can get back in that bag, I, I don't I don't know what the Saints are going to do because when you look around on that Saints defense, mm. outside of Marshawn Lattimore in that secondary. Eli, Eli Apple, I mean, Eli yeah. Apple, Eli Apple, hold on. We got to like, stop picking so... on Eli Apple as a community, man. <laughs> 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 y'all did trying. Oh, Getting that participation trophy. But I saw a stat today that Jameis Winston has been the best QB against the Blitz this year. I don't know. What a guy. I don't know what's going on. I guess when he, you're sending the Blitz, Mike Evans is one-on-one, so you can just lob it up there. <sighs> it looked like Mike Evans. Uh, after after last week, Dallas looked like the best one of the best teams coming into that game. Obviously, the competition that they had played was not good to it's up par. It wasn't up to par, so they of course they looked great. The Saints defense was able to hold Zeke and Dak from going off. Amari uh, Cooper didn't have a great game either, so it's possible. I don't know. I, I can't. Bet, I can't bet the Buccaneers at the Saints. It's just. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't feel it, right. It, 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 it doesn't feel right, you know? Uh, I'm the a, possibility of it being a good game, the possibility of it being a blowout, too. Cause I mean, the Saints the Saints beat the, the Seahawks. Yeah. I, so, it's like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. A blowout. I don't, I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I, I, I think 27-21 Saints. I think Teddy Bridgewater has has his first, like, real big um, big passing game. And you see a little bit of more – a little bit more Chase Hill. Uh, I'm loving what they're doing with him, but they said they have to be a little more conservative because right now he's the backup QB. Uh, moving on from Buccaneers and Saints, we have the Vikings and the Giants. Obviously, we talk about the Viking situation, and we have the Giants with Daniel Jones, Danny Dimes, Danny Dimes doing his thing for uh, doing his thing for the Giants. This uh, it said that he was supposed to be out for about four to six weeks. Uh, now it looks like he may be playing next week. So that yeah, you definitely playing so Thursday. That's definitely playing. That's in that video of him running. Yeah, yeah. 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 They got definitely. the Patriots Thursday. He's fine. so. He, he I don't play. know. I don't know what he was able to do there, but uh, the Giants and the Vikings is going to be a very interesting game just to see where these two teams can go. Uh, I'll start with you, Rob. What do you What do you think is the final score for this game, and who do you have winning? I don't know, man. This is a tough one. Because we we just got finished talking about you know before with, with the Kirk Cousins situation and you know them in and out or whatever. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Daddy Downs, man. The, the Vikings are going to be in, in, in going to be in tussle. 
gonna give it to Danny Dimes, man. Because I feel like Kirk gonna make a mistake. All this pressure going yep. on and everything, everything that's and they're playing the Giants too, so they're gonna everybody gonna really be looking in now, like what his numbers, the numbers he put up, and you know the pass he's gonna throw the ball to. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it twenty eight. I'm gonna get twenty eight seventeen Giants. Twenty eight seventeen. All right, LQ. Uh, um. Yeah, man. I where, like where is that, it? That really deep is going to cause a turnover. And the Saquon's playing. Oh yeah, the run game will get going too. It's gonna be all right. Uh, before I quit, where where is this game? Before I pick, I believe it's in New York. MetLife. Yep. Oh man. <laughs> I'm a I'm a rock with the Vikings, man. I, I it's kind of hard to pick. Daniel Jones against that defense, especially with the way that they're playing. Uh, Xavier Rose is definitely coming back into his own as one of the best corners in this league. Um, I don't know, man. Uh, they they look really good last week, but I mean, when you play the skins, like, hey, 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 hey. I mean, hey. so <laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like with everything that's going on in their offense, the Vikings have to make a statement, and what better defense to make a statement on? Besides the Eagles, of course, um, then the Giants. So that's, that's I mean, what I feel like they're gonna pick up at is the Eagles. I feel like they're gonna blow them out. That's what they're gonna pick up at. They Eagles secondary is just too weak. I second days nowadays. Yeah. Uh, so let me let me get the Vikings with the score of twenty-eight to seventeen. Oh, wow! Okay. Oh, this game is it's also. A, also a really close one. Um, I think the Vikings have an ability to – their defense is really good. Uh, Daniel Jones, even though they won last week, he didn't look amazing. Two picks against the Redskins' defense. Uh, I mean, the Redskins, they're not a good defense at all. So, if he's making those same type of throws, it may be a long day for him in the office. But Captain Kirk going against going up against the Giants with pressure – Thinking that him in the back of his head having to think he has to feed Stefan Diggs if he's playing and trying to force the issue. I think it's going to be a little bit too much for Kirk. I think Kirk is going to Kirk and choke. I have the Giants winning 21 17, and uh, people start thinking the Giants are, are, are a real team in the NFC as a contender. And then the Patriots will bring them right back down. Uh, <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving on, we're going to go to Packers and Cowboys. Um, Another great game. Was on for uh, for this portion because we know the Packers and Cowboys storied history. Uh, was it a catch? Was it not a catch? Was it a fumble? That's Bright career ended at the one yard line uh, <laughs> against the Packers many years ago. Yeah, uh, both three and one teams, um, both coming off of uh, devastating losses Thursday night for the Packers. Uh, Thursday night for the Packers as they had a, a tough loss uh, last week. And for the Cowboys against the Saints, I'll start with you, LQ. Who do you think is winning this game? LQ, do you think this is uh, Jay Green's last game as the Redskins head coach? Uh, no. Um, I mean, y'all have, y'all have done worse. Y'all have played worse. Y'all have, you know what I'm saying? It's like, this is just going to be uh, y'all weekly massacre, man. Uh, not to say that this is y'all every week, but it's kind of y'all every week. I mean, Speaking to y'all could go. No, I'm saying y'all could go win this game, and next week if y'all get forty piece by whoever y'all play next week is was Jay Gruden going to fire? Did he save his job against the Patriots? It's like 
I don't I don't know, man. I, I can't call oh, it, man. The win. way that you're don't don't let somehow don't <laughs> don't let us win somehow some way. He might get an extension if we beat the Patriots. Bro, that's it. <laughs> like real talk. That's how dumb I, that's how dumb my owners are. Don't let us win somehow some way. Yeah, man. Uh with the way that your organization is built, it's kind of hard to tell what the next move is. Um, of course, Jay Gruden isn't the answer, and does he deserve to be the coach? No. Um, will you guys wait until week 16 or that, you know what I'm saying, deadly Black Monday to fire him? Probably so. So, I don't think he'll be fired after this. Because, Mike, like, they don't even – the season's already done to them. So, that is, they're, they're just going to play him out. I don't think they're going to let him go. They're going to just play him out, and they're, they're just like – they went to the season over. Find up, probably do some interviews, or probably gonna have somebody dumb like I don't know, like like Rex Ryan or something. Like that's just, that's just what we do. Rex Ryan, if you are listening to this, please, please apply for the defensive coordinator position of the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we lose by thirty or more points, Jay Gruden is never coaching a game again for the Washington Redskins. Um, I think it's a situation where uh they're gonna start Colt McCoy. And then Colt McCoy is going to stink to join up. And Dwayne Haskins starts the Dolphins game for the rest of the season. And he, he starts the Dolphins game, and he's going to be the quarterback for the rest of the season. I don't think uh, John Gruden – Jay Gruden is the coach for um, the Redskins. I think they're going to go with an interim head coach of Kevin O'Connell for the rest of the season uh, and just have him work with Dan, Dwayne Haskins if they can produce. They'll promote him to a permanent head coach. If not – there's a bunch of head of coaches out there um, that the Redskins can interview, but if we lose by 30 points, Jay Gruden will not be will not be walking to that podium and uh, talking to the media because he will be packing his bags up and heading over to Oakland to be the offensive coordinator with his uh, with his brother. But mm, I, I got the Dolphins not, coming nah, up. That's it. Yeah, we have the Dolphins after the Patriots. That's oh, when, that's gonna be a horrible that, game, bro. Yeah, that is for it's for the number one. It's the number one pick. That's oh my God! Tua versus Judy. Yep, that's 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 what it comes down to. But that that'll do it for this week. Uh, we'll be back next week talking about the top storylines, recapping Thursday night football again, and talking about the top five games of the week. Hopefully, the Redskins have a win by this point, this time next week, but probably not. Hopefully, <laughs> man. Mike for LQ and Rob. We'll see you on the next episode. Peace. You know, Aaron Rodgers loves those Dallas Cowboys, man. Um, the Cowboys are playing some real competition. Um, I said on this podcast a few weeks back that when they get the real competition, we will see the real Dallas Cowboys. Last week, we seen a piece of the real Dallas Cowboys. We didn't see the real Dallas Cowboys. So they played Teddy Bridgewater. They have not played an elite quarterback yet. And what better test than Aaron Rodgers? So, we will see... Aaron Rodgers defeat these Dallas Cowboys with a humble score of about 28 to 24. All right. Rob? I'm going to go to the same score, but a little bit less on the Cowboys side. I'm going to go 28-14, man. That that defense has been flying now. They had had a little bad week against the run game. And I think think early on the Cowboys might, you know, get them on, may hop on them in the first, may first half, first quarter. Get a, get a quick score, but I think overall they're gonna Cowboys gonna whoop they ass. I mean the Packers gonna whoop they ass. <laughs> they ain't had like LQ said, man. They ain't had against no elite quarterback yet, and 
they're gonna they're gonna put some scheme together and they're gonna get into the Cowboys because they ain't even score. Saints ain't even score that touchdown last week and they still won. So you think you're not about to break down that film and find the holes in that defense? <laughs> <laughs> like it's so simple. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be a good one for the Cowboys. They, I think they were they were overhyped because of the team they faced the first three weeks. Uh, they faced the Saints team that wasn't even that good either, and they were able to beat them. This is a huge game for the Cowboys in Dallas. They can't lose this one just because I think uh, they have the toughest remaining schedule the rest of the way through. If they want to be real contenders, this, these are the type of games you have to win. Uh, looking at that schedule ahead, you have the uh, Packers. <clears throat> then you have the Jets, that's a win. But then you have Eagles, uh, Giants, Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, and then the Redskins start off the season. So it's not that many, yeah. not that many more gimme games that they have. Uh, probably like three or four there uh, left. So you have to win the fifty-fifty games, and this will be a huge, huge one for the Cowboys to win. But Aaron Rodgers has done magical things in Big D before, and I think he's going to continue doing it in Dallas. And I have uh, the Packers winning that game, thirty-five to twenty-six. I love twenty-six. Um, and not to mention, we do have Aaron Rodgers coming off 10 days of rest oh, yeah. and preparation. Oh, yes. So, yes. <laughs> and coming off of a loss, so too. So, uh, you know, he's he, pretty motivated. He's, just he's, to say the he's hungry to get back on the field. And finally, we're going to wrap up with um, Monday Night Game. Brown, Browns and 49ers. You talked about this uh, when we were talking Ravens Steelers. If the Browns lose and Ravens win, or and the Steelers win, I mean, the Steelers are at the top of the division. The Browns looked very impressive against the Ravens last week, running all over them. Uh, Odell Beckham ha- had a great throw, should have been caught for a pass. Baker Mayfield looked uh, like himself again. And Freddie Kitchens, that offense everybody was talking about, uh, finally looked like it was starting to get into a groove. The 49ers, on the other hand, they've look- they haven't looked great, but they've been able to pull out their wins undefeated. So uh, I'll start with you here, Rob. Who do you have winning this Browns Browns 49ers game? The Browns are going to make sure that uh, that they don't stay undefeated. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna I, I think I think it's gonna be a high scoring game to be honest. Because I mean, because that Browns defense still hasn't been what we expected to be so far this season. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go 35. I'm gonna go 35 31. And I think it's gonna be kind of a close game, but I I think the Browns offense overall gonna gonna get gonna get on them. And I, I think I think they're gonna pull it out. Cause Baker Baker played pretty well last week, you know, even though he didn't have that many touchdown passes, you know what I'm saying? The run game was really flawed, but they're gonna they're gonna mix the run game, man, a little play action, get Baker, you know, out on the run. That'll make some plays, that'll make some throws, and I think they'll be fine. LQ. Even though the forty nine staff have been playing some good ball though. Uh, I'm rocking with the 49ers, of course. I mean, you you heard what the stakes are, man. Uh, <laughs> I don't I don't need them guys to get a single game, bro. Um, the three games that the 49ers have won so far have come against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who we touched on earlier, mm-hmm. the Bengals, and my Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, in all of those games, they scored at least 24 points. That offense that Kyle Shanahan is running out there Could have been our head coach. is crazy, insane. Um, they use fullbacks. They use three tight end sets. They go five wide. They they have a lot of flexibility over there. And I just don't know if Freddie Kitchens and those Cleveland Browns are ready for that kind of thing. 
Last week, they had played the Baltimore Ravens, which is a pretty complex team, basically run-oriented. Uh, with the San Francisco 49ers, they can kill you with the run. They can kill you with the pass. There's a lot that they can do. Um, and I do want to touch on their defense. Uh, their front seven has been playing lights out. Their linebackers, uh, Quan Alexander and D Ford, have both been playing insane. So, I mean – Richard Sherman will probably be shadowing Odell, so I don't think that Odell will have one of those amazing. Is that a good idea? You know, he studied. He hasn't even had like a really like a besides that uh, the Jets game, but he hasn't had like a breakout like welcome nah, to the Browns so moment yet. With the Jets game, that's 181 yards. Those other two games have both been 60 yards or less. Yeah, and um, that that might... 181 yards was off of a. 82-yard reception. Yeah, that, that he just burned everybody on the Jets right. secondary. So, it's, so it's, he's having a pretty difficult time, and I don't think that Monday will be the night that it clicks. I have the same score as Rob, actually, 35 to 31. I just have the 49ers on top. But do, do you really think Richard Sherman shadowing Odell is a good thing? I think Baker is scared of number one corners. Uh, I have seen it a few times that he will definitely look the other way. Um, so I can definitely see Jarvis having a big game if Sherman does indeed shadow though. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I think I, I'm with the Browns here. I think the Browns are starting to figure out their offense, figure out uh, their team that's, identity. That's my and that's... Thing. I mean, I kind of got generous with the, with the 49ers score, but I just think that they haven't faced the team with that type of, type of weapons on the other side of the field. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think, I, I think, I don't think that's, overall they're gonna be able to keep up with the score. Yeah, I I think that's where it's going. I think they figured out that yeah, Baker's a good QB, but you you got to go through Chubb. You got to go through Chubb, and eventually when Hunt comes through, oh, that's what that's that's where you have to run through and have Baker uh, make the b- big plays. But I think they switched from going as they saw they they had so many options uh, uh, receiving wise with Njoku coming in, who's now on IR, Odell, Jarvis. Callaway, everybody was like, everybody was excited, but go back to the bread and butter that was working last year with running the ball and uh, making the passes when you need to. So I think the Browns are going to win this game, uh, keeping their stride. I'll give them a 28 to 28 to 21. I do like the 49ers team. They're very scary. Sucks that Cal Shanahan could have been our, could have been our head coach. Sean McVay could have been our head coach. Man, Mike, let's just not even let's, let's just not cry tears right now. Man, man so so many different coaches. Uh, we got to cut it. I know we said we were we were only going to touch on these five games, but I, I do have to bring up the Patriots and the Redskins, Rob. I I, I just got to touch on. I just have one question, quick question, Rob, before we move out of here. Is this is this Jay Gruden's last game as the Washington Redskins head coach? <laughs> Depending on how bad they do us. I mean, we're losing by at least t- three touchdowns. Because it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> we lose by three touchdowns, but what I'm saying is, basically, what what's the score going to be at halftime? Is it going to be like something? 30 to 0? I mean, is it going to be like, if it's like, if it's like 20 to, like 20 to 10, and then we just ten listen, points. No, I'm saying no, ten listen, points no. against that listen, defense. No, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I don't, I don't think our defense is bad as it seems. Right, but Mike, listen, thirty-three to two at listen, listen to me. Our offense is generating no first downs. Our defense has to be on the on the 
I he was on, was on the field more than our offense every single game. So it's like after you see the coverage so many times, you know, like halftime adjustments, you know what to do. Like the Eagles game, we was on the field. We had that game one, but we saw the first time the Eagles came out in the second half and was just lighting us up. Cause they knew everything we was gonna run. So it's just like I don't know, but I think just depending on how bad the score is at halftime, that's the only way he's gonna get fired because our owner just really does, doesn't give a fuck. He just cares about sales tickets. So you know, hey, you about to sell no tickets? I was gonna say the sales ain't even good. <laughs> right? Exactly. That's my own point. That's the, exactly. He just don't, he doesn't care. All he cares about his revenue, his money. So, you know. But I really, I really hope they don't play Haskins, bro. I really don't. Cause they, cause they, they just trying to get that number one defense, man. He's gonna have like four picks in the first half, and it's gonna be depressing. I don't, yeah. even, I don't even want. Forget the Redskins. I don't want him to go through that and then go through all that turmoil. They go try to blame it on him and not blame it on Gruden, like like Jay. Like I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> 